Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. This is Talking During Movies, the podcast where we take moments and sections and quotes and ideas and thoughts from a film to drive a conversation. Most of the time I'm with someone, but in this crazy summer of travel and and nonsense going on, I have been doing quite a few solos. That's okay. We got some guests coming up. Of course, we just had Regan and Lauren, which was fun. Probably a little too much wine for that one, but still good times to be had. So in our series, continuing our series, shitty summer sequels, we've got a good one. And one where I was watching the original the other day and I thought, man, hold on one second, folks. We just got to, let's get, let's get after it. Let's hold up. Ready? Oh, we're going to warm up today with a Founders All Day IPA Session Ale. Low, low, um, low alcohol by volume, right? No, uh, ABV is only 5% or 4.7, something like that. So it's low, but it's good. It's good beer. So hold on. <laughs> so what we're doing today is, you know, there's the classic, the Jeff Goldblum in the fly, right? An amazing, amazing film. And really, I mean, if you think about some of the stuff that it touched on, you know, the girl, uh, you know, she gets pregnant by him and she doesn't know if the baby's going to be a fly or not, or what's going to happen or what's going on. Um, and abortion and everything else that's, that's happening, you know, there is, in fact, there she is, she's giving birth right now, right? I mean, it's just, it's craziness. But you've just, you know, there, there, there was this whole issue, and obviously, I mean, she kept the baby, right? Because um, we've got, we've got a kid, we've got the fly too, you know? I mean, Jeff Goldblum, he disappeared. He went, he went into the, <clears throat> into the system, and as he went into the system, oh, he came out of the system, all right, with with metal impended him, and he got he got built up. So the guys that don't know about the fly or what or what happened or, or what is going on, and the fly was uh, basically this guy was trying to do time travel, you know, or or move energy from A to B, and so it would you know almost like star trek right they'd get in a little beam and then and they'd come up somewhere else right and they could change travel forever so they do this um but a fly gets in there so his dna gets rebuilt with a fly's dna and he slowly i mean at first he's got a ton of energy he's quite the man he's going crazy uh i mean he's got a sex drive like nobody else he's, he's aggressive he's just he's got it all going on and then secondly uh, his whole body starts to fall apart and he really turns into what some might consider uh, a, um, 
uh, well, a human fly, right? But he just, he turns into gross. So anyway, so that's what happens. During this whole thing, there's, there's a big issue as, uh, you know, he got a girl pregnant, as all this other shit happened. And now we're in the fly two, which had quite the drop off. And the reason it had the drop off is because, well, I mean, it was just, listen, it, uh, it wasn't as good, you know, and I guess it depends on, on how you look at it, right? I mean, listen, the fly, the fly had some strong, strong scores for Rotten Tomatoes. The fly two had an audience score of 23%, uh, and a, a, a tomato meter of, of 27%. So, just not good. So what what you uh, what you need to understand here, right? Is you know it, the guy who did the makeup and animatronics for the fly decided to to do the fly too, which is fairly interesting, right? So they are trying to get this baby out. This is one of the things that they note about the fly too is that where they lacked in story and where they lacked an idea, they gave us back in. Um, in just grossness, in absolute disgust. So Eric Stoltz is the son, right? Um, John Getz, of course, is in it. He's fantastic. Uh, Daphne uh, Zuniga, I don't know. She's Beth Logan. But anyways, she's in it. It is. Um, it, this movie has been called a worthless sequel to a good film. It is also, you know, lots of fun. The less said about the fly too, or son of Brunder, Brundlefly, the better. An unnecessary sequel with gross out special effects. And this is why we're doing this, folks. The gross out special effects are the way to go. Right? Uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the stars range from one and a half to three. In this, it, in this same way that the original fly movie did not need a sequel, but got one <laughs> anyway. The remarks get an unneeded sequel as well. Do not waste your time watching this movie. How dare you? I'm wasting your time and my time watching this movie. That's how this shit works. This is the summer of shitty sequels. I don't know if they know this, but that's exactly how it works. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. So so anyways, the, the fly is just, I mean, it is absolute nonsense right um eric stoltz is the son he grows up super fast right um he's got he, he's he's suffering from what they call accelerated growth and he, and it's this thanks to the the genes of the fly i mean if that's a thanks right although you know played by stoltz martin is supposed to be only five human years old and unaware of his imminent transformation into a fly all his life all five years all his life right Martin has been confined to a laboratory at Bartok Industries where the evil CEO, Lee Richardson of Bartok, plans to breed a new race of superflies. Martin spends his days working in the lab, experimenting with teleportation. But then Martin meets Beth, an attractive researcher. Martin is attracted to her, but not only do his hormones kick in, he's a five-year-old. If Beth fucks a five-year-old, we got a big problem here. But also his fly genes kick in. Soon Martin becomes be, begins to transform into the bug, just like his father. Uh, desperate to stop his transformation, he wreaks revenge upon Bartok while trying to find a mate with which to swap his unwanted fly genes before it's too late. So we got we got a lot of things going on here. Most importantly, we have unwanted fly genes. We have a a desire, if you will, <laughs> a real fucking desire. To mate, and 
we, we've got this this concept, this idea that, that this mating will also bring in the fact that she might, you know, the five-year-old's trying to fuck her. Let's let's listen. And I know it's, it sounds so crass when you're just like, it's a five-year-old and they use the F word. Dude, come on, man. First of all, it's the summer of shitty sequels. And, and you need to really break down how disgusting this movie is. One, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you could make this movie today only because of the accelerated growth part, right? I mean, the kid's five and he's trying to get laid already. This is, that's disgusting. I know five-year-old needs to be getting laid. It's just, it's awful. Absolutely 100% awful. So you have that problem. Right, and this kid is growing. I mean, he's growing up right before your eyes. He's he's got curly hair, but I mean, he's probably what a day old, a week old. He's already talking, big blue eyes. It's, it's crazy. It's absolute craziness. And of course, he's going to get a crush. There, there's not a kid out there who didn't have a crush on his teacher or on the nurse. Well, not a nurse. I mean, you know, I've never met an attractive nurse. Mm -hmm. I never have. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying I've never met one. I've never been sick in the hospital. And then, um, you know, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, Ben, oh, there's the attractive nurse. It's never happened. I've gotten shots. You know, I've, I've, I've broken my ankle several times. Well, not broken. Uh, severe sprains and some tears and some other things, right? Uh, but I've never met that part, right? It's never been there for me um, where it's, it's, uh, it's been the attractive nurse. Just a side note. So I'm interested in this five-year-old relationship right and he was he a scientist he's already doing work and he's like so in five years he's an adult so i'm seeing him right now he's kind of a teenager playing with a with a microscope of some kind i've got to assume you know that he is he's growing up a, a little too fast so like oh how about, why don't you try a hard maze now here's what you got to wonder physically he is always oh, he's, he's building something fucking great that's what you need you need the sun of the spawn of the fly to go build something is psychopath absolute psychopath so one of the oh that's interesting he just did that himself real quick without even with looking at it just once he's super what they like to call super intelligent so you know one of the things um i wanted to go over you know and, and really kind of dial into and have some fun with oh man he has created a helmet this is so stupid i this is uh this is this is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous helmet. Uh, and he, he's, the real scientist in the room is like, "Stop your bullshit, okay? What do you have? What I'm getting squirted on? Okay, thanks, you little prick." But remember, he's only like two weeks old. How pissed can you be when the guy is, you know, when the kid's two weeks old and he's growing up fast? He's handsome. He's got some freckles. He went from he's, he's, his looks are changing. They're definitely not keeping the same kind of stock. They didn't like grab some brothers who were years apart and try to keep them all together right and this this here's our nurse she's just trying to get his blood trying to get something out of him but one of the things i wanted to go through uh which i, I find fascinating right um they, they you know they call these horrifying facts and what i'd like to do is i'd like to call them almost like human experimentation facts right and some we're going to gloss over because they're just too fucking dark and and i can't get into it and some we're going to have some real fun with but uh this this goes in line with the fly right so i mean the fly, of course, the first one was not a, it, was, it wasn't a natural human experimentation, right? It wasn't like one of those things where they just, they tried to merge a person and a fly. It, it happened by accident, and that accident spawned us the, uh, the, the fly too. This kid, he's quite a little prick. I mean, he's already looking into shit, and he's, 
He's getting his security code. You know, Martin Brundle, Brundlefly, Zone 3 security access. He's getting all this shit done. But anyways, this kid is at, at you know, six weeks old now. Is, is a full-fledged hacker and breaking into stuff. And he's going to learn how to um, to do all this to, to probably uh, time travel again. We're going to, and until we get to the gross stuff, it's really going to shock us and blow us away, right? Uh, let's um, let's have some fun here and let's look at this, right? So, you know, uh, n number one, and I don't know if you knew this, so our teeth weren't always this good, right? I mean, listen, Dennis, you've got it, you've got it easy right now because because our, our teeth are are amazing these days, but they weren't always this good. Hold on, drink. I mean, at some point, our teeth were quite shitty. And there was no real brushing, of course. There was wasn't any flossing, right? You just and, and we still had the same system, right? By about eight or nine years old, all the um, all the baby teeth are, are are gone, and all the adult teeth are in. Which, if we're gonna have a conversation about evolution and development, can we talk about the fact that our teeth aren't evolving with the rest of our body and with what's going on, right? We're still losing those baby teeth on the quick. Just boom, boom, it's done. This kid is breaking into shit. He's quite amazing. So what in the 18th century, rich people paid to get their rotten teeth removed and replaced with healthy teeth of poor people. This is, this is something, I mean, even in, uh, you know, there, there was a report out the other day that in China, right, the prisoners, they were getting paid off to basically be killed or their families got some money and then their organs were given to rich people that were waiting and needed organs, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And this has been going on for a while, right? I mean, the fad reached its highest peak uh, when in 1815, teeth were pulled out for, from the corpses of soldiers who had died at the Battle of Waterloo. You know, so painful extraction was the only way to deal with a toothache. Before that, there hadn't been a real effort to understand, you know, the teeth and dentistry and bad breath and any of that shit that was going on, right? In uh, 1771, a failed doctor, John Hunter, published a pioneering book you know, the natural history of human teeth. Can you imagine you're doing this pioneering book on the natural history of, of human teeth? You're like, here's the history of human teeth. And people are like, you're a failed doctor. What do you know about teeth? He's like, well, you know, I'd suggest the idea of teeth is uh, transparent that instantly become a craze among the rich people. He suggested that healthy teeth from the living or the dead can be used to replace with rotten ones. The idea was soon picked up by the wealthy. Oh, fuck. I don't know how you put it back in. I mean, I know how you get them out, but I don't know how you put them back in without, you know, some sort of denture setup, if you will. Spears going down too smooth, party people. Too, too smooth. So good. This kid, I have a feeling he's got his magic helmet on. I got a feeling he's going to kill some. Don't kill that golden retriever, son. Let me tell you something right now. It's a cute, cute dog. You don't kill. You smile. Oh, look, he's loving it. Maybe he's made a friend. Of course, that gold retriever is going to freak the fuck out. It's like, you think I grow fast. Wait till tomorrow when I've already hit puberty. Uh, wait till wait till uh, three months in when I'm already, you know, jerking off in the corner like a like like a like a, uh, a kid just going through puberty, man. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. He's just sitting up, petting his... He's got really nice shoes on. In his pajamas, he has super nice dress shoes on. This is freaking crazy. All right, um... You know, you know, one of the most important things in the world is, is education. Hands down, there is nothing better for society and for the things that we are doing currently than education. Education 
is the winner winner chicken dinner. It's just, it's what happens. It's what we do. Right. And when there's lack of education, you know, in that world or in that lack of, of education, oh, he gets stuff that flies would like. Good for him to eat. When you get this lack of education, sorry for the burps, beer. Uh, when you get this lack of education, what, you, what happens with that is, is that then people get to create myths, right? And these myths then hurt other people and drastically hurt other people. And, and myths are created by people that want to create a false sense of power or appreciate, you know, so that they can they can run things, right? So they're like, all right, I'm the dumbest, I'm the smartest dumb person of the dumb people here. So I'm going to stop education. I'm going to create these myths and creating these myths and doing all this stuff. Here we go. So in South Africa, there is a belief that having sex with a virgin will cure HIV and AIDS. So adult men are out there and they're assaulting young girls and children as young as is even nine in hope of a cure it's called the virgin cleanse myth now this is the part of me as a father who's got a daughter that i'm like okay well you know what we're going to do today it's going to be super simple and fun we're just going to go there and we're just going to start shooting these people that believe that right in the fucking head and i don't think there's anything wrong with that i don't think there's why because i don't think you un i don't think you educate out of this I think you kill out of this mode. And I know this sounds very, very extreme, but I'm being, I'm being very, very honest here. You do not in any way, shape, or form just slowly educate out of this and go, well, the next generation, because you've got too many generations of stuff happening. It doesn't work. It just doesn't. So there's still, there's still women and, and young girls and children being assaulted. It's disgusting. So you, you got you to gotta, you gotta torch that, right? Uh, the virgin, the virgin cleansing myth. You bring them all together. It's like what you do here in the U.S. when you want to get people with warrants. You say, "Hey, uh, you want Super Bowl tickets? You want to come? You want to come pick up your Super Bowl tickets?" And they're like, "Yeah, okay, I'll be right there." And then, pick, click. Hey, you owe, uh, you owe, you know, uh, twenty thousand dollars in child support. And uh, by the way, our Kelly, in case you're wondering, we also have this video of you pissing on kids. So we're gonna put you in jail. There you go. Signs you delivered. I'm yours. That's how you got to catch these people. The virgin cleansing myth. This is what you have to do. You got to catch them that way, right? Um, so yeah, that's that's the dark one. We're gonna skip right past. Um, you know, <laughs> in in World War II, the Japanese Imperial Army. They were going. We're moving on. We're just listen. Sometimes it's a hard stop, and I get uncomfortable. It's just a hard stop. You just got to move on. So in World War II, the Japanese Imperial Army carried out horrifying experiments on humans, such as vivisection of living people injection of disease disguised as vaccinations now the vaccine people right now are just going see i fucking told you it's been going on forever you ah, I fucking told you oh, i told you freezing the subject's limbs to study the effects amputation of limbs of the subject reattaching them to the other parts of the body and so on i mean in our fascination and an understanding and also lack of understanding of the human body is absolutely hilarious right and then in that fascination then when you when you add in a bunch of other shit uh you add in religious paradox you just you, you add in the respect of, of the body or, or of life or of anything else or the lack of respect um you just don't know what's going to happen let's see so the dog got the dog got transferred the kids watching as the dog went from one pod to another uh and let's see what happened hold on hold on we're gonna he's like there's smoke he's like come here puppy 
Hey, bud, where are you? Oh, 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 that dog came out pissed and is trying to kill one of the scientists. Oh, man, that dog fucked him up. Holy shit. Yeah, well, yeah, you're missing some fingers. Oh, he's just screaming. He's just holding his hand, screaming. They're trying to hold the dog down. Hey, happy fifth birthday, Martin. It's only been two weeks. How's your time in the lab so far? Her, her, her. He's only five? It's crazy. He seems like... Yeah, oh, there he is. There he's at five. There's there's our Eric Stoltz. There he is. They dyed his hair darker, right? Five years in the lab, full-on adult, just looking at his other adult friends, thinking, hey, look how smart I am. So anyways... um. So this, it's, it's a weird thing, right? So this fascination with the human body, but you also have religion that steps in. I mean, you look back, you know, when, when um, people like Michelangelo are trying to discover the human body and, and understand the muscular system, the skeletal system, uh, the nervous system, where the brain is, where the heart is, all these things, you know, and, and religion would step in and be like, oh, this is a desecration. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do the other. Um that that fascination and those restrictions and that idea of what can the human especially when you look at other things in in the wild right what can the human body do what can it do or what can't it do like the salamander tail comes off ooh the tail's back on it grows back right but what happens if i take this guy's arm and i cut it off and i sew it onto his ass uh does that help does that hurt like is this make a better person in this in this way so you got to you know you think about all of those things and it's just, it's a sick, delusional fascination, but it's fueled by persecution and by false flags of religion and by, and by not willing to, um, to say, yes, we should explore and we should understand the human body better, but not at, not at the expense of, of people, right? Not at the expense of, of Shiro Ishu, you know, the supervising commander, do, you know, doing just these crazy, crazy, horrible experiments you know, by the um, American occupation on the, you know, he died of throat cancer, so he got his. But I mean, biological, chemical, just development, just whatever he could do to really kick the shit out of someone, he did, right? So there you go. Oh, yeah, you just got to imagine. There's a part of it that I'm sorry seems a little fun, right? It's like, hey, let's take this prisoner of war, let's cut his arms and legs off, and let's put his arms down where his legs were, and his legs were his arms were, and let's see what happens. Like there's there's a part of that that's a comedy in the making. There's also a very dark part of it that really happened, you know, or, or the vaccination part. And vaccine people don't get on me. I don't want to. I don't want to hear your shit. All right. I don't. I I believe in vaccinations. All right. I, I believe in 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 the many over the few when it comes to saving lives and 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 doing this. So, could we create better vaccinations or alternative vaccinations for the people to get sick from them? Absolutely. Does it cause autism? No, and that's been proven. So just stop. I mean, I, you know, um, we just cal calm down on that stuff, right? Let's let's move on. Okay, here we go. We're getting into areas that I know nothing about and don't want to know anything about, quite honestly, outside of the fact that, listen, my daughter did vaccinations. She's fine. I'm not saying that because your kid did vaccinations, it isn't fine that it's not real. I'm just saying there's probably something there there is something else there that we need to look at or, or try to understand further about your kid. Uh, maybe there are tests that could happen before or after. You know, there's got to be something, right? There's got to be something. So who knows? Hold on one second. Oh, man, this guy just tried to just move an apple and just came out as applesauce. So number four. <sighs> when someone with HIV infections has sex with another HIV infected person, 
with a different strain of the virus, they might become super infected. The worst part is that the super infected person becomes immune to the HIV medication. How crazy is this? So one, first, I mean, you know, dump DQA for me, dumb question amnesty is I, you know, I'd raise my hand and go, there's two different kinds of HIV. Evidently, there's a lot of different kinds of HIV. And when they come together, they create super HIVs. Get the fuck out of here. Now, only 16 cases of super infected people have been documented. You know, studies found that 95% of those, you know, the first three years of infection, others having sex with sex, sharing needles. Listen, a lot of things can create super infection. But it's crazy. This is this is one of those things where once you go back to vaccinations or 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 filling, you know, um, or uh, or actually taking all of your prescription, right? You're sick. You're not feeling well. It goes, how do we? I need to take all of my prescription medicine. What does that look like? Well, taking all of your prescription medicine looks pretty fucking simple. And it looks pretty direct. And what it looks like is take all of it. If they say take one a day or two a day for a week, that's what you do. And you're like, oh, man, but you know, it bounds me up and then I can't poop. So I took five and I was feeling good. No, no, take them fucking all. Get them in. So you don't have a super bug. This is the problem, right? People are flushing their shit down the toilet. They're not taking all this stuff. They're kind of killing it. But in the cranberries, you know, did you have to let it linger? You let it linger, comes back stronger, comes back more powerful. Then they have to create antibiotic more powerful. That destroys your gut biome. Then you're wreaking havoc on the system that is built with inside of you that is just that that is there for a reason, right? And that and that, that this whole this rainforest, this ecosystem that is our complete body, this full ecosystem, is now getting completely fucked up because you can't listen. Be, and not because just you can't listen, because the people before you couldn't listen, and the people before them couldn't listen, and the people before them could they just couldn't be bothered by taking all their medication. It's just, it's fucking dumb. Take all your medication. All right, let's not try to create more super viruses, whether it's HIV or anything else. Jeez. Here's something fun, and these are people that we trust, because they go to school, because they're, they're, you know, um, for more than eight years, they're called doctors. So until 1986, now think about this, 1986, 1986, until 1986. So Ronald Reagan was president, right? He was in his second term. He was already losing his mind. He was, uh, he was seeing fortune tellers. <clears throat> Nancy Reagan was doing whatever Nancy Reagan, oh, she had her war on drugs. Tipper Gore was starting to go after the music industry and, and lyrics and what we could and couldn't listen to. How hilarious is that? That she was impeding on free speech. So until 1986, um, doctors did not think babies could feel pain. And they performed open heart surgeries on infants without anesthesia. How the fuck? Are you serious? You don't think babies can feel pain? So the, the, the indifference, right, of pain and sickness, you know, the, the, chal the, the challenge or the, no, I don't want to face that. So before the 80s, back in the day, you know, and it's just, it's a denial of facts. You know, you, as soon as you give someone, it's, it's like the Supreme Court, right? You're like, oh, this is, this is the Supreme. You, you give someone that title. You give someone, well, I died those 10 years in college. I've got this much. I owe this much money. I must be super smart. You know, and so they just deny any idea in the fact that in that, that there could be or should be pain. And they're like, no, no, don't, they don't feel pain. How do you know? Trust me. I know. I know. They don't, they don't feel any pain, right? But then it's concluded. And then they're like, now, if you went to a doctor and said, Hey, do uh, do you feel any pain? Do babies feel pain? They'd be like, yeah, of course they do. It's like, really? 
Because 30 years ago, you didn't think so. 33 years ago, you didn't think so at all, you fuck. Why is that? Oh, you know, different times. Different times? You know, different times. You're just being an asshole. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, priapism is a condition in which men suffer an erection for more than four hours. This is like a this is like the warning signs for a Viagra commercial or Cialis, right? It's like, hey, you like that young chick? Do you drive a muscle car? Do you cruise around and have a good time? Do you just have a limp dick though and all of that? Is that your problem? That is my problem. Well, don't worry. Take the old Viagra or take this or take that. Uh, however, if you have an erection lasting longer than four hours, please consult a physician. Don't keep fucking. So the treatment is gruesome where needles are jabbed into the penis to draw out the stagnant blood causing the condition. If that doesn't work, then a small hole is cut at the top of the penis to drain the blood. Oh, jeez. They couldn't think of anything else. They could not think of anything else. They're like, listen, we'll stab it. We'll stab it with needles, and hopefully it'll just be like one of those sprinkler ends. It'll just and just... It'll just piss blood everywhere. Maybe maybe that'll work. Or if that doesn't work, then we'll use a fucking drill. A drill, party people. And we'll just drill a small hole. And in that small hole, we will, of course, let all the blood pour out. Oh, Goodness gracious. I mean, this is torture. This is, a, this, is, this is a real problem, and this is torture. It's torture to try to do that or to officially do that to someone. This kid's food and this lady's. Yeah, by the way, Eric, is a, as, as we're going through sick shit that happens in the world, Eric Stoltz is not only officially transferred a phone, but he's also met the cute young uh, scientist. Very attractive lady. 1988, 89, folks. Stoltz looks like a nerd, and uh, she is a smoke. She, you know, she would even she's cute today, even with her eighties look. She's cute today. She's got that forever twenty one face of just cuteness and sweetness. There's no one cuter. Look at her go. He's like, "What's this? Uh, that's my favorite cactus. Do you want to? Oh, oh, look, it's prickly. Well, he's only five. Let's not forget that. All right. Here we go. Oh, uh, one second. I hope he transfers it through his thing. I hope he moves it from one end to the other. So here's a, here's a fun story. Uh, for they didn't know, a young woman's body rotted in a hotel water tank for two weeks while the water was being consumed by guests. Oh, the water contaminated by the semi-decomposed semi body was supplied to the guest rooms, the kitchen of the hotel, and the coffee shop downstairs. Until people started complaining. It took people complaining about the foul smell and odor before they decided to do something. So initially they weren't going to do shit until someone complained. And as soon as they complained, it's like, well, I guess we should. Whatever happened to being proactive, right? Hey, are the sheets getting cleaned up enough? I mean, I don't know. Are they? Well, I don't think so. Well, that's fine. I mean, it's just, there's a whole issue here. There's a whole thought process here that's just broken. You know, it's like, well, don't worry about it. You know, so Elisa Lamb went missing. She was in LA. The police looked for her. Guest hotel began, you know, so <clears throat> they're looking for her. They can't find her. People start saying, hey, man, your water, it, it's, it's got a weird smell. So they're already saying it's got a weird smell. And I'm sure the manager making 15 bucks an hour is like, suck a bag of dicks. Who weird smell? It's LA, man. After two weeks, 
Hotel staff went to the roof to investigate their 4,000-gallon water tanks. They found her naked body inside one of the tanks, face up, and a foot below the water surface. She had bloated and been moderately decomposed. The color of her skin had turned gray. Even today, no one knows what happened to her. Well, okay. Let's get back to experimentations. Uh, by the way, Eric Stoltz just tried to uh, transport her favorite cactus to impress this girl, and it came back. He did. It, he did the phone just fine, but <clears throat> and this uh, the cactus came back super fucked up, and now he's trying to give it to her, and she's like, you know what? You can keep it. It was just my favorite fucking cactus. You keep it. Thank. And she's smiling. She's like she's she thinks he's cute. Like she's impressed by him. Oh, he's five, you pervert. You shoulder pad wearing pervert. Martin Brundle. Ugh. So in the 1950s, the U.S. government said they were testing smoke screens in St. Louis for the protection against Soviet aerial attacks. Guess what they were really doing? And if you think it's smoke screens, I have a shocker for you. That is an incorrect answer. And the correct answer is... They were spraying citizens with radioactive particles to study the effects on people. So the U.S. military is like claiming harmless. They're like, listen, it's zinc. And this is where, you know, when you see, um, <clears throat> when you see stuff in the sky, uh, when you see the jet line in the sky and people are like, oh, they're spraying us again. This is where they get this shit from. Okay. So you can't, you can't be mad at people who think that the government is, is, is spraying us you know, with, with jetliners as they fly over the U.S. all the time. When you see that line, people say, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's actually, it's not that. You know, they're not making clouds. They're not spraying us with chemicals. It's hot and cold air. It creates this, blah, blah, blah. But if you wonder where they get this from, it's not a, it's not a far reach, folks. I mean, it just happened in the 1950s, right? A sociologist at St. Louis Community College who had been studying the incident believes the radioactive additives was also mixed in with a compound. Uh, the, Professor Lisa spent years uncovering documents revealing that the U.S. government had been experimenting on people without their knowledge. The operation was conducted secretly and not even the local government knew. Well, if, I mean, of course not, right? Um, <clears throat> victims were mainly low income and particularly from minority communities. Really? Are you shocked about that? No one should be shocked that it's low income and minority. <clears throat> We have a, a gross injustice in this country, an absolutely gross injustice. And part of that gross injustice, pardon me, I got a frog in my throat. Let me see this beer cleared up. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> part of that gross injustice is that the same communities that were poor and with minorities were the same communities that, you know, that just... Um, that are still poor, right? That are still hurting. That are that are, that are, that are still con, con, having issues with crime. You know, and it's like the experiment is still going on. It might be a little bit different, but the experiment is still is still going on. Party people, don't get it twisted. All right, the fact that we can spend a trillion dollars in A, B, C, or D, the fact that we can you know do these wars and that we don't take care of our communities, these ideas are just, you know, it's it's absolutely broken. It's broken. And it shows that the experiment's going on. It's just going on a little bit differently, right? The experiment, the, the twist, the nuance, the idea is it's still there. So it's not radioactive materials. But instead it's it's making sure that that they that they don't come up. 
that there's still a poor community, that, that, there's, that there's still crime, that the same crimes that happened in the 50s, that those same crimes are happening right now today. That, you know what, that we can't clean it up is an issue of not can't, it's an issue of an experimentation that we won't, right? It's not can't, it's won't. That's the fascinating part. She's introducing him to headphones. That's so cute. I know, right? I go for my rant of, she can't, and they're dancing. They're getting closer. They're slow dancing in the night. He's five, you pervert. He's five years old. Fucking people. So, the crew of the space shuttle Challenger was alive and aware of their descent from the sky until the crew capsule hit the ocean at 207 miles an hour. So there's two conspiracies here, right? One is that even after the shuttle blew up, that they were alive until until they hit the water is is a right, and probably a little easier, more palatable to take. B is that uh, the space shuttle blew up, but the crew actually wasn't in there, and because there was no thoughts of the internet or, or transfer of information, or however that may work, um, that uh, those people just took on different jobs. In fact, the space program isn't real at all. So you have to buy one of two conspiracies, right? Conspiracy A is that they didn't die in the explosion. Uh, conspiracy B is that there is, you know, that NASA is just a, a front that is just the, um, what does Sam Tripoli call it? He calls it the Nazi draft, right? Operation Paperclip, where we just took, um, we just took the best Nazis we could and then we created NASA. But in creating NASA, we're still not, it's still all fake. Um, and, and that's part of that fakeness is, uh, is the spatial Columbia blowing up and dying, right? So the crew of the capsule challenger is a perfect example of the human spirit that has no chance to survive, but still tries to until its last breath. And that's a very American thing, right? I mean, there, there's a fantasy theme that is a, that is very much an American, American idealism, um, put on to something, uh, whether it's the, uh, the launch of this, this wonderful country or, uh, or, or whether it is, um, celebrating the 4th of July or celebrating movies that, that have a, a similar um, vein like Rocky or, or Rambo, right? That pull on this. We have this, we, until our last breath, we shall fight, we shall survive, we shall, and if we do not survive, we have inspired to survive and move forward, right? Um, so there you go. It's, it's, it's an interesting thought, right? Well, here's, a, here's something that, you know, and this is a little bit dark, and I want you to think about this in a different context, right? So when you're thinking about, and one, I don't know how someone studied this, but also I, I think it's interesting that in, in the study of this, that this is, this is, this is a living nightmare. Um, you know, you wish it wasn't a living nightmare. Oh, what's he doing? Hold on. Hold on. There's some food going in. Um, is that fucked up dog still in there? Oh, his golden retriever is still alive. It's still getting fed. It's still in there. It's barely alive. Oh, that poor fucking dog. He's got some tears for it. He still loves that dog. I mean, that was only six months ago. And the dog's trying to fucking eat. Oh, do you pour it out, you little bastard? Don't pour it out. Don't you? Oh, his eyes are all fucked up. Oh, this poor dog. So this is more, I mean, listen, this is, this is what nightmares are made of, right? And so maybe sometimes when... Um, when you think about this, you might want to think about the idea that, whew, 
that this is what nightmares are made of, that maybe your nightmares started here, right? Maybe you're, that's what I'm trying to get at. Maybe in all of this, your nightmares started here. So fetus is in the womb. They don't have lungs, right? So their airways are filled with, well, they have, you know, their, their lungs are filled, they have lungs, but they're filled with fluid, right? They're not airways, so they can't scream. But fetuses can be startled and they can cry and they can be scared, right? But the distresses, the idea of them, it goes unheard. And why does it go unheard? Because they can't actually make any noises from inside the womb because their lungs, they're just, they're surrounded by, by, by fluid, by ambiotic fluid. So 28 week old babies cry inside their mother's womb. The discovery of this previously unknown behavior, mind you, these are still people who thought in 86 that babies couldn't feel pain right? Um, the ultrasound scan. So a study showed that when subjected to low decibel noise against the mother's abdomen, the fetus would display traditional crying behavior like opening their mouths and depressing their tongues, gasping irregularly, and even... Why are you fucking with babies? All right? We get it. They cry, but why are you fucking with them? Stop fucking with the babies. This dude's going to see his dog. Oh, you dumb bastard. But also, I mean, you're fucking with babies. and It's, it's encrypted. It's part of our DNA. And maybe these are those helpless, those helpless feelings, right? Those moments, that helpless, helpless moment when you, when you're just like, oh, I can't scream, but I want to. What's going on? What just happened? What is this? Da 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 da. It's back to that moment. It's back to when you were in the womb. Oh, fuck, dude, that's deep, man. You're back. You're in the womb, and what's happening? You're trying to scream, but you can't. You're trying to find something, but you can't. You're, you know, all the, all the, all the things you need to do to express yourself aren't happening, dude. This dog's winning the ugliest dog contest for sure. If you're not watching along, folks, let me tell you something right now. This fucking dog is winning the ugly dog competition. This dog is fugly, absolutely one hundred percent fugly, nasty little dog, for sure. Uh, and that's okay. Listen, there's nothing wrong with an ugly dog. I can't believe he still loves it. What happened to its tail? Like, I get the legs are fucked up. I get the fur is fucked up. I get the eyes are fucked up. But the tail's like straight. And it's just kind of humping the ground. I get the teeth are messed up. The tongue's out. This dog, 100% winning the ugly dog. But think about that next time you have a nightmare. Uh, blame your mom. You just call your mom and be like, hey, thanks for having such a shitty fetus uh, that gave me nightmares. Thanks so much for that. That's absolutely awful. What's he doing? Is he going to, what's he doing with this dog? Oh, buddy, what are you doing? You got some chloroform there? You're going to knock this dog out and maybe, um, oh, it's got teeth and stuff. It's bit some dude's hand off. Oh, there you go. Go to sleep, buddy. Go to sleep. I guess he's putting the dog out of its misery. Here's some, here's a fun, interesting thing, uh, I, which I didn't know about this. Um, the female spotted hyena has a pseudo penis. Now, you know, for all of you that are into, you know, tits up top and dicks down below, you might like this story, right? Except for it's bigger than the male penis. So now your tits up top, tips, tits up top, dick down below. And in that pseudo, in that, got to remember, her dick's always bigger. Right? Her dick is always bigger. Uh-oh, he's, he's, um, he's gotten in the thing. He's getting in there. He just got scanned. I guess he got scanned. He's just naked, just running around naked, putting on his robe. I like that they were, you know, in the 70s and 80s, a lot of robes, a lot of robes. You know, now it's sweatpants. Back then, a lot of robes. 
So anyways, 60% of hyena cubs die from... By the way, they get uh, the, the, the pseudo large penis, this, this big dick that these ladies have. They got the big dick energy. The, uh, the female spotted hyena has big dick energy. Um, she gives birth through that penis. And 60% of her cubs die because they suffocate inside the dick. Right? And the pseudopenis often proves lethal for the mother hyenas. Yeah, because they got a kid coming out of that dick. It just explodes. You know, uh, it's you know naturally mating between two penises is difficult. So the male hyena has to carefully position himself in a way so that his penis can curve upward and inward to make sex possible. Childbirth through the pseudopenis is life-threatening. A two-pound cub can squeeze through the narrow opening which is only an inch in diameter and can cause fatal tears. Oh, how many of you out there, how many of my faithful listeners, much like myself, have a dog? How many of you have a dog? Uh, I can't believe none of you, use your words, answer me. How many of you psychopaths have a dog? So I have a dog um, and you know what? He is, so we, I've, got, I've got a dog, he doesn't care about the squeaky toys, right? So he's probably not a natural killer. Even though he's killed eight, count them, eight squirrels um, in his short, short, short years on planet Earth. Eight of them. He's killed eight squirrels. Can you fucking believe that? He's a psychopath. But he doesn't like squeaky toys. Now, my friend in L.A. has the beautiful Handsome James Ferdinand. And Handsome James, man, he will murder some squeaky toys. So what studies found out in experimentation, right? This is all leading back to the experimentation on people. If you're wondering what that noise is, I'm putting, um, I'm, I'm at the studio and I'm putting a beer away and I'm grabbing another one. And we're going to go, we're going to go the um, Bozeman Brewing Company Hop Zone IPA, which I've raved about on the Instagram. Big fan of Hop Zone. Just crack that can wide open. What they found out is that that squeaky toy love or the destruction of the squeaky toy, it is a lot less to do with your dog being cute and a whole lot more with your dog being a murdering psychopath, right? So they love the squeaky toys because it feeds their killer instinct. It's just, it's like, there you go. That's what I'm talking about, champ. I mean, listen, the years of evolution have taught dogs a lot of things, right? A lot of things. This guy just gave his girl a cat. He gave her a cat. And then he took the cat and he's going to transport it from one pod to the other. Now let's remember what happened, right? The, um, the dog didn't pan out well. The phone did great. The cactus didn't do well. How's this cat going to do? I mean, this could make or break their relationship right here. Her relationship with it. She's trusting a five-year-old to do science experiments. That's what she's doing. She's trusting a fucking five-year-old to do scientific experiments. Oh, it worked. How do they love cats in this movie more than dogs? Hmm? How? It's fucking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right. So, anyways, back to you. You've you know years over years. What we've done is we. We've, we've ingrained the evolution of dogs has been your man's best friend, you're a buddy, you're a pal. You know, we really haven't done that with cats. I mean, cats show you their asshole. They walk around, feed me. I'll shit in your house. If I don't like you, I piss in your shoes. I'm going to scratch you. I'm going to bite you. Oh, come here. Ah, oh, too much. Not enough. When I think I like you, I'm going to bring you dead shit. 
listen, cats are assholes. But dogs, I mean, they fight this, right? Now you, you die in a house, and guess what happens? Oh, my gosh. They're, ha they're making out. She's in some sexy lingerie. He's five years old. You pedophile. I don't care how old he looks, Benjamin Button style, but she's five, and he's taken off her top. They are having, they're going to have intimate relations. with. She's going to have intimate relations with a five-year-old. I don't care how he looks. I don't care how rapid his aging is. He was A, going to turn into a fly, and B, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing the double-backed beast that moans. They're doing the humping and the bumping. Eric Stoltz is an awful kisser. She says, but hey, what do I know? What the fuck? This is, this is so disappointing. I didn't think that was going to happen. You know what? We need, to, we need to talk about this movie. Burn the books. Burn this movie. Jeez Louise. All right. Let me, so anyways, back to this. So we've trained dogs to do all this stuff, right? If you die tomorrow, I'll let you know. If you die tomorrow in your house and you've got cats, you've got about a six-hour window before they're eating your fucking eyeballs. You die and you've got a dog, that dog's going to lay by your side and cry until someone comes. And when the, when the medics try to come take him away, guess what else happens? If you guess that, that dog's going to fucking attack him, you're right. What's your cat going to do? Your cat's going to uh, ask to change the litter box. And be like, hey, by the way, I had to shit outside of the litter box. In fact, I pissed in his shoes because this lazy fuck died on me. So uh, I got that going for me. So yeah, here's a fun one. This is... Um, this is this is probably my favorite. You know, uh, Australia is a is a burden. Um, it's it's a, a burden. It's a curse. It's it's a cursed land. And I love you, Australia. Uh, we you know we had some we had, we've got some new listeners in in Australia, right? Which is which is always nice. Um, and then we also we we got some new listeners in in Kenya, which is which is pretty exciting. But yeah, I got the UK, we got Kenya, we've got Australia, um, still big in Pasadena, Texas, which I don't, I don't even know where Pasadena, Texas is. I, I'm not from Texas, so don't get me wrong, right? We have more people listening in Pasadena, Texas than Austin, Texas, where, where we were in the city we record from. Oh my goodness. Goodness, goodness, goodness. So anyways, Australia is a cursed, cursed land. When you think about the most... When you think about the most poisonous snakes, the most poisonous spiders, when you think about weird shit happening, Australia is there. Eric Stoltz, by the way, slowly changing into a fly. Uh, he got his blood checked. It didn't really work out. And now he's like pulling at his skin and it's all slimy and gooey and it's black and blue. Oh, I mean, he's just, you know what he's got? You know, that maybe he's not turning into a fly. You know, you know what happened though? I bet he hung out with a koala bear. A fucking koala bear. And guess what koala bears can give you if they pee on you? If you guessed chlamydia, you're correct. So here's the here's what you need to do. And here's the fun part of all this. If you're going to cheat on your girlfriend, the only place to cheat on your girlfriend or your wife or your fiance is Australia. Because if all, two things you have to do. One, A, you've got to get your picture taken with a koala bear. B, you've got to get your picture taken with nine other weird animals, right? And just so if you come back with herpes, you can be like, listen, honey, I'm sorry, but I don't know if you know the Komodo dragon. If it spits on you, you get herpes. She'd be like, what? It's like, yeah. Just like, would you believe me if I told you that cute koala bear gave me cl chlamydia? And they're like, no, I wouldn't believe it. It's like, well, it's true. And chlamydia causes blindness, infertility. 
It's also known as dirty tail. We get urinary tract infections and oh, it's just, it's very painful and disgusting. It's very, but yeah, koala infection rates, there's 90% of koala bears, 90% of those little dirty motherfuckers have chlamydia. They have chlamydia. So they're getting high all the time. Chlamydia. If you're wondering how to spell chlamydia, it's C-H-L-A-M-Y-D-I-A. Chlamydia. If you don't think that's going to be hashtag in this podcast, you're batshit fucking crazy. Batshit crazy. Yeah. So, hold on. By the way, Hopzone IPA. Uh, Bozeman Brewing Company. You guys do an amazing job with beer. You really do. Absolutely good work. So... You know, um, do you guys know about the history of chiropractors and, and that they're psychopaths, right? I mean, it, it's basically just voodoo. All it is, I mean, all chiropractors are is fucking voodoo, right? I'm going to touch your, the, your tailbone here. Ooh, reminds me of a story. So um, I used to go see a chiropractor and um, she was amazing. She was in Portland, Oregon. I'm not going to give her name. But uh, she was absolutely amazing. And I loved her. She was amazing the fact that she was super hot. She had an interesting way of popping your back where your head was in her bosom and then her hands were in your spine. And then she would thrust down upon you, her, her breasts into your face, her hand into your back and pop your back. And you'd basically get a free motorboat. It was very interesting. But uh, my friend had had a skiing accident. And uh, so he um, he had hurt his tailbone and he didn't quite know what was wrong, but he had this accident and he went to go see the, the, the chiropractor. And in going to see her, in going to see her, uh, he found out that he had dislocated his tailbone. And um, so she's like, well, we should probably take you to the doctor. And he goes, I don't trust doctors. I trust you. Why would I trust someone with you know, medical experience. Why would I trust someone who, you know, up until 1986 thought that babies couldn't feel pain? I don't trust them, but I trust you. So she snapped a glove on, she put some lube on, she put him on all fours and she readjusted his tailbone rectally. Let me let that sink in. He was on all fours, his tailbone was dislocated and she did the chiropractic move. And that move was, that's right to pop it back in rectally using the whole fist stock yeah he didn't go see her again and there's some reasons why right it was not like he got an erection i mean that would have been a natural response he said it was extremely painful but it was also that it felt really good afterwards um but he still couldn't really sit down he had to lay down in the back of the car he didn't go to work for a couple of days. He ended up going to see a doctor only to get some pain meds because chiropractors aren't trusted to uh, prescribe pain meds, which makes a lot of fucking sense. So, you know, you look at all of that. It's just, yeah, it was absolutely, absolutely crazy. So she went in with her hand through his butt and relocated his dislocated tailbone. You've got to be fucking kidding me. But she was, she was, uh, she was a pretty lady. So in that vein, right, you're popping your back, you're popping your knuckles, you're popping your shoulders, your knees, your ankles. I mean, everyone pops everything these days. We're a goddamn bowl of Rice Krispie treats, right? It's, it's, it's craziness. But did you know that if you crack your neck, when you're experimenting on yourself, when you crack your neck, yo neck, when you crack it, what happens? You could die. 
Yeah. You can die. I mean, for sure, you know, you can accidentally damage vertebrae or an artery, which can lead to swelling, which can restrict blood flow. And then, you know, then blood doesn't go to your brain. And then that can cause a stroke and eventual death. You know, a man named Michael Paul was on his way home from church when he decided to crack his neck. He had just seen Jesus and Jesus said, you know what, crack your neck. And he did. And he started sweating profusely and then he went pale. And by the time Paul could receive medical care, he slipped into a coma. Paul died from cracking his neck. Didn't pray about that, did you, Paul? Pray about a lot of things, Paul, but didn't pray about that, did you, bud? You didn't. Not at all. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a fascinating thing where we, uh, we, we look at this, especially, you know, the guy coming back from church, right? It's like, well, the Lord took him. I mean, you know that's what happened, right? You know that, that, at, that at that funeral, uh, they just went, well, you know, as much as I love Paul, and I love Paul. Paul was my boo. I love Paul to death. Now, yes, he had some of his struggles like we all do because we have struggles. But if his greatest addiction was cracking his neck, if that was what the if that was his addiction, is that where he fell in love with what he fell in love with? It was Diet Coke. It was peanut butter pie and popping his neck. That's what Paul loved. And that's what he did. That's all he did. Peanut butter pie, Diet Coke and popping his neck. And guess which one got him? If you thought it was cancerous Diet Coke propagated to you by, by, by the companies out there that just give false information to people, well, you would be what's considered wrong. 100% wrong. Let me tell you what's right. Popping his neck. So that's why we're suing Sandy's Chiropractic in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our, our personal Savior. And that is also why we are Still drinking Diet Coke and having peanut butter pie. Amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Can't wait for a potluck. Next week, well, we'll have Diet Coke, peanut butter pie, just in the name of Michael Paul. That's what we're going to do. And no one pops their neck, their knuckles, their ankles, their hips, their back, or anything, because I don't need to see another person die. In fact, if you feel like popping your neck instead, we're going to pray over you. Don't go see a chiropractor and don't go do it yourself. That's how people die. Amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And moving forward, here we go. Boom. So here's a fun, this is a mix of conspiracy. You know, you got to think about when people hide things from you, right? So when you, you know, you look at, um, you know, the fly and what they, what they've hidden from Eric Stoltz, what he doesn't know. He's, he's five years old. He's rapidly growing. He has no idea. He's thinking everyone else is just like him. He's getting dawned. You know, he's slowly turning. He's getting angry. He's getting a little more sweaty. He's getting the dark circles under his eyes. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on with him. He doesn't know what's happening. You know, of course, the evil CEO knows exactly what's happening, but he doesn't know what's happening. He's fucking lost. Hold on, drink time. He's going to try to leave and run out. Son, you're 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 caught. You're not getting anywhere. You're going to send two little shit cops after him. Come on, he's a five-year-old. I don't care if it's in a man's body. He's a five-year-old. You kind of know where he's going to go. Look at that door's closing and slide. That's what five-year-olds do. Look at the cops do. Nope, they just hit it. They just hit it. So anyway, so here is the, uh, is it luck? Is it timing? Is it real? Or is it fake? Right? So it's luck and timing or real or fake. An ancient warlord named Tamer Tamerlan had inscriptions on his tomb that said, when I rise from the dead, the world shall tremble. Inside his casket was a note that said, whoever disturbs my tomb will unleash an invader more terrible than I. Stalin ordered Soviet anthropologists to exhume Tamer's body 
on the 19th of June, 1941. Three days later, Adolf Hitler might have heard of him. He, uh, he ruined the mustache uh, and a certain haircut and the name Adolf and the name Hitler. Launched Operation Barbosa and began invading the Soviet Union. People call it Tamerlan's Curse. It's interesting, right? That many had linked the Nazi attack with the opening of the tomb. You know, the expedition was quickly winded up and the remains were sent to study in Moscow. Then, just after Mar was reburied with full Islamic rituals in November 1942, the Soviet Union won the battle. So one, didn't know this guy, this ancient warlord was, um, was Muslim. That's very interesting. But also that he was buried properly, the, the, the curse went away. Now, getting back to conspiracy people and testing things and making things bigger or better or different, however you want to call it, uh, you, know, you know, of course, the fly too, right? We're trying to make better flies. You know, Jeff Goldblum, all he wanted to do was move from A to B a little faster, Star Trek style. And you know, you know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. He, he got turned into the fly, right? A little fly buzzed in there and boom, boom, boom. What's the magic word? What's the magic word, bitch? So, but you know, what happens? What do you do? I mean, it's just, it's, it's absolute craziness, right? So it, it was a human experimentation, right? And, if, you know, and, they, and of course, in the fly too, right? We try science experimentation. We're, we're still doing it. We're not doing it with humans yet. We tried it with a cactus. Didn't work. Tried it with a dog. Didn't work. Did it with a cat. That worked out pretty good. That worked out pretty good for him. I bet. I'll tell you what. If you want the magic password, tell this five-year-old he's going to get laid again with that hot lady. He'll give you the fucking password. Tell him the dog's name because that's what it is. But here's the crazy thing. So in this world, and, and and I want you guys to think about this, right? So when you think about GMO, genetically modified organisms of food, right? Think about, you know, you're like, I don't do GMO. Pass the corn. Corn's been genetically modified, right? Almost all the food we eat today to make it more edible, to make it stay on the shelves longer, to make it more visually appealing to your eyes, it's all been in some capacity genetic. Uh, Genetically modified. So you really have to think about this motherfucker got out. So you really have to think about that. You really, really have to think about that and what that and what that means. So, you know, in that there's a there's this thing called golden rice. It's out there. It has tons of vitamin A. It's really, really good. Um, you know, vitamin A kills almost seven hundred thousand people uh, or children a year under the age of five. Um, you know, and there's, but there's so many people opposed to GMO and golden rice that, you know, they're ignoring this lifesaver, right? So golden, golden rice is, is it's genetically engineered from, from the crop. It's capable of producing 23 times more pro-vitamin A than regular rice. It could reduce the number of deaths caused by malnutrition, according to Greenpeace. And genetically engineered rice is not effective and super flourish. They, they claim the cultivation of the golden rice will open the door to more widespread use of GMOs. Besides... Research lacks scientific basis, relying mainly on manipulation of people's perceptions. Like Greenpeace, several anti-GMO activists are unimpressed by the benefits of GMO crops, like golden rice. You know, I mean, it's never going to be perfect, but if it does, you know, and I understand opening the door. You don't, you don't want to get things that are crazy and out of control. But at the same time, you also, oh, this guy's really getting fucked up. You also don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Um, he is, boy, Eric Stoltz is not looking good, and he just, he's trying to get with his girl. He's been, he might be six years old. He hasn't got another birthday cake yet, so he's still five years old. She's terrified. She doesn't know what she's going to do. She's terrified, and he is terrifying. Uh, I want you to think about this next time you're, uh, next time you reach up to your face and touch it or rub it, 
Think about this. There are likely thousands of microscopic mites crawling on you, trying to reproduce, populate, and poop and pee on you and sleep. They live and lay eggs in your hair follicles, which means they're burrowing into your skin. Now think about that for a second. Thousands of microscopic mites right now are burrowing into your skin. They're up by your eyebrows. They're, you know, if you've got a beard, they're in your beard, your balls hair, you know, you know, um, your butthole hair. You know, your, if, if you ladies still, you, they say that crabs are almost 100% eradicated from planet Earth because women have been shaving so much downstairs, curly brown hairs, you nasty strain, motherfucker, you know, I don't care. That area, clean shaven, right? Um, and that's, uh, that, that's killed the, the crabs market. But you got to think if you have any hair down there or even just a little stubble, there's mites down there. Thousands of microscopic mites and they're crawling into those hair follicles and they're pooping and they're peeing and guess what they're doing? And maybe you're not doing. They're making sweet, sweet love. Mites are making love in your hair follicles and laying eggs. And they're just like, oh, oh. There you go. There's my, there's my eggs and the hair follicles. So nice. And they're burrowing into your skin. And they're just like, let's get under that blanket of skin. Let's get in one of those little microscopic holes. Let's go. Let's go snuggle up and smoke a cigarette after we just laid some eggs and shit some hair follicles. Oh yeah. So next time you feel a little itch, guess what that is? If you believe that that is microscopic mites having an orgy in one of your hair follicles, you're a thousand percent correct. It's millions of microscopic mites just having, just having orgies laying millions of eggs in your hair follicles. So when you have that itch, that's what it is. Uh, you know, the only way to combat this is, uh, is to take a bath in, in Tide. You just have to take a bath in Tide. That's what you got to do. You got to get the Tide out there. You got to take a bath. It's going to smooth your skin. It's going to clean them off for about seven and a half to eight minutes. And then they're going to all repopulate and get right back, right back on your fucking skin and start making love in your hair follicles. Again. You, just, you can't get rid of them. Uh, final one here, Ooh. our friend, our buddy, our pal, um, I want to say is, oh, wow, who knows who Ed Gein is? So Ed Gein, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a very, he's an American serial killer. Uh, he's killed, of course, and eaten a plethora of people, just too many to count, right? He's notorious for stealing corpses from graveyards and decorating his house with human remains. I bet his house smelled fantastic. Uh, when asked if he ever had sex with um, any of the exhumed bodies, he said no. And it was only because they just, they smelled too bad. They just stunk. You know, uh, it's, then that's just what it is. They're just a little too stinky. So I'm not, I'm not having it. Not at all. Oh, so 1957, Ed Gein was arrested for the murders of the murder of Bernice Warden. He was later confined in the psychiatric institution and ultimately died of cancer. Well, if there's one person to die of cancer, Gein, uh, Green, uh, Green was um, Ed Green, Ed Green, Ed Gein. There's a typo on here. Ed Gein has had a lasting effect on pop culture, especially Hollywood movies. Um, you know, he was named after Norman Bates for Psycho, Buffalo Bill, Sounds of the Lambs, and you know, all of them drew inspiration from his story. So you think about the top horror films, the top horror films, and what comes up. And really what comes of it from, from Ed is, uh, is you get, 
you get Psycho, right, where he's just he's he's mutilating animals and uh, and killing people for the fun of it, and talking to his talking to his dead mother, which I'm sure you've got to think, right? I mean, this guy's he's he's, he's decorating his house with dead bodies from corpses that he stole. You really have to wonder or give hard pause or a thought to the idea that Ed, um, Ed more more than likely, uh, you know, more than likely, Ed Gein was also, uh, well, nasty motherfucker. Ed, um, he was he was jerking off a lot, right, in his house. His house stunk, but he was also talking to those dead bodies. Hey Tom, aren't you aren't you happy? I got you out of the uh, out of the out of the old ground when I did. Aren't you happy that that you know now you're uh, you're living the dream now? Isn't that nice? That you're now doing all these things with me in my house. You like that lampshade? That's Susie's ass. I skinned her ass. I, I pulled her out. Of course, you know she died. Uh, she died seven months ago. I pulled her out of the ground. I stole her body, and then I skinned her and I uh, made a nice lampshade out of her ass. The asshole is used. I don't want to waste one part of her. So the asshole is used, and that's uh, where I run the cord through. It goes into the lampshade. It's pretty powerful. Pretty darn powerful. Edgeen, sir. My Eric Stoltz looks like shit. Edgeen, sir, you, uh, you inspired a lot, and I don't know what's more distasteful. The fact that we actually garner or go or get inspired for or um, by serial killers to create horror films because they're so scary we can we don't have to exaggerate them at all like is that a is that is that is that position a then what the fuck is position b right i mean these people are real they're out there you know the the scariest people that the murderers they, they do exist folks and they're out there and they're creating a scary movie. So if you're if you're scared of unless it's something dumb like Candyman or Friday the thirteenth, um, or St. Elmo or St. Elmo's Fire, that's a terrifying movie. <laughs> it's a terrifying movie of unmet, unreal expectations of John Hughes fucking with people. I don't think John Hughes made St. Elmo's Fire, but I think you get the concept, the idea, the, the ritualism of it. Oh, he's getting hair on his face. Well, that's good. He is five. And, oh, other shit's falling out. Oh, dude. It's like he, he's all sticky and he rolled into a cotton ball. Nasty. Mm-hmm. We're getting to the final countdown here, folks. Of She's trying to run away with him. I mean, the conviction that this young woman has on, um, on staying closer, staying near, staying with our guy is you know that that conviction um is pretty amazing that love connection is, is fascinating absolutely fascinating so is she writing him a check i'm just curious what's you know, always the dark hotel always the shoulder pads wonderful wonderful leather jacket with beautiful shoulder pads there's her picture playing in the background is she going to pay the man pay the man write him a motherfucker. oh she paid him cash you gotta like that i love the idea of cash you better keep driving uh-oh your boy's gone your boy's gone he's running he's not running very well oh shit please get hit by a semi please get hit by a semi please get hit by a semi oh nope just got missed 
He's wearing a bright red sweater running away from her. You don't think she's going to be able to find that motherfucker? It's a bright red fucking sweater. Look at bright blue and bright red. He's, he's, he's an American hero running around through the bush. Not an American hero, but oh, he's just crying now. Oh, I'm so ugly. I know. Everyone knows you're fucking ugly. You're going to spit up on shit. She doesn't want to have sex with you anymore. You got that fly dick now. Oh, not even that female hyena dick that's bigger than regular dicks. No, sir, you are, you're disgusting. And if you spit up on her, actually throw up on her at all, you're for sure going to ruin that leather jacket. And if not ruin the leather jacket, uh, you're going you're gonna to burn her arm off. Which I think, isn't that what happened to the some of the original people? Oh, is there really a fly catcher by there? That's hilarious. That's, and why do we need, why are they trying, you know, and I don't listen to these, right? I mean, this is playing silently in the background, but you have to wonder. Trying to engineer a, a better, bigger, badder, stronger fly. For what reason? Have you ever traveled? Like, our flies in the U.S. are pussies, all right? I don't mean that derogatory slaves. I mean, let's say in general, they're pussy flies. They're horrible flies. They're tiny. You know, outside of the horse fly, which will come up and just take a chunk of your flesh out, these other flies, they're not, I mean, what are they? They're, they're bitch flies. We have, the U.S. has bitch flies. And you go to Africa uh, and you check out their flies. You go to the Amazon and check out their flies. I mean, flies. Flies the size of a small dog. They cruise around. They steal shit from monkeys. They, they, they're, they're crazy, right? I mean, they've, they've, they've got their own ecosystem. They fuck people up. They're like, what do you want? They're like eagles, I mean, they really are. They're like fucking eagles. They're just crazy. They go. They are like Jeff Goldblum. They are like Eric Stoltz. I mean, they're huge. They're monstrous. They're vomiting on shit. They're destroying houses. They're destroying yards. People, I mean, it's like, oh, the flies are out. Everyone's like, oh, fuck. You know, I got to go inside. This is terrifying. Oh, my God. I can't believe this is happening. Ah, flies. It's like, the, it's like Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. He wanted to warn us, but if he said the flies and then you traveled some, you know, but you never traveled, you'd never know. But there's those people who have been to remote areas, India, where you just don't slap away a fly. You ensure Alaska doesn't have flies, but I'll tell you what they do have. They have pterodactyls, known as mosquitoes. You want to talk about a blood transfusion? Fucking mosquito flies in. Takes up, you know, a good pint of blood, at least a cup. For sure, a cup of blood takes it, sucks it right out of you, and then goes right away, hangs out. Try to kill that thing. Slap at it. Swat it with your hat. Swat it with your hat, you pussy. I dare you to. You know what it's going to do? It's going to bring 10 of its friends. It's going to bleed you dry. And that's how we got Dracula. We didn't get Dracula because some dude was, you know, going Dracula over there was was hanging people up and and, and drinking their blood or, or bathing their blood. No, no, no. Mosquitoes. Guess what we guess what you never heard about? You never heard about the flies and mosquito infestation of all the dead bodies that that fucking cunt had around him. You never had any of that around you. And because you didn't have any of that around you, dude just pulled his fucking eye out. Because you have any of that around you, guess what you got? If you guessed you got crazy bug infestations from dead bodies and the smells, you're correct. And guess what that brought over? Huge flies and bigger mosquitoes. And the mosquitoes don't want that dead blood bullshit. No, no, no. They want that real blood bullshit. And they're going after you. And they're like, oh my God, it's, it's Vlad the Impaler. He's coming. No, Vlad didn't get you. Vlad didn't get one fucking thing. You know who got you? I'll tell you who got you. The crazy, big, huge mosquitoes. They got you. Vlad took the credit for it because he saw the fear and he's like, oh man, this is where you take credit right here. You take credit for this nonsense. Get it. Got it. Good. Bam. Now you got Dracula. 
Oh, shit. This dude's cocooning up. Oh, golly. This motherfucker is cocooning up. His whole lower body is fly like he is. He's got some. Oh, shit. These special effects are not that special. Oh, poor Eric Stoltz. I can't believe he had to get into this shitty makeup. I mean, they basically just made him look old with one bad eye. He should wear a patch. Imagine a fly with a patch. That'd be pretty dope. But they're going to bring him back to the uh, to the warehouse. Now, what I want to know is, so he's kind of cocooning on the bottom, right? He's kind of cocooning. I didn't know flies cocooned like this. But I hope he breaks out with wings and fucks some shit up. Because that's the one thing we didn't see from Jeff Goldblum, right? The transitions that we saw in the original fly were were interesting but they were not i mean they were not game changing right he could climb up walls or some shit he could do but they, they i mean we got this motherfucker he's in a cocoon almost like a butterfly i mean it's almost it's it's similar if you if you if you rewind the film to the beginning it's similar to what we saw in the very beginning when it comes to all this nonsense right so what you got to think about is this now is like hey dog we're the same cocoon, but it used to, you pulled a you pulled a human baby out last time. What's coming out this time? What do you think's going to come out? Well, too, it's going to come out some scary shit. And the, 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 the bitch who poked him, ready to pull the needle out because she broke the needle because he moved. He's coming after her. He's coming after the evil, the guy who runs these this this place. He's coming after that second. Oh, you can kind of see his skull in there. You can kind of see what's going on. It's almost like it's doing this with the other weird fucking doctor. I mean, those three are dying for sure. They're all three are dying. The three in, in the scene right now, as Stoltz is in the cocoon, he's almost like he's being reborn again. It's almost like he's going back in as a baby into this sack in the embryonic fluid. I mean, it's, he's, he's hearing the voices. Now this goes back to that thing that I talked about, right? It goes right back to the idea that what? Remember when, when you're baby and there's some, there's some noises, but you can't scream, you can't do anything? What do you get out of that? What do you get? You get this kind of shit. You get freaky, scary shit. So Stoltz right now, he's in his cocoon. He can't scream. He can't yell. He can't do anything at all. Nothing. Except for bring it in. Now that makes you wonder, and let's let's bring it really full circle to Ed Gein and some other shit that happened, right? Let's bring it really full circle and go, okay, so in all of that that's happened or not happened or wherever you want to put it, right? Was he more scared in the womb than, let's say, the average kid scared in the womb? Are those kids who are just super, super sensitive, they don't like loud noises, nothing happens, were they never scared in the womb? Are the kids who, um, who are just fearless, were they just scared in the womb all the time? And then what's the break of scared in the womb all the time that makes you feel it, fearless versus scared in the womb all the time? That makes you a fucking psychopath that has you robbing graveyards so you can decorate your fucking house. Right? I mean, there is there's a there's there's a big there's a big swing there. There's a huge swing there. Oh, see, here's the scene, right? You gotta love these setup scenes. The um the cocoon that he's supposed to be in is blurry. It's just focused on the doctor. And she's guess what she did? If you guess she cracked her neck, you're a hundred and fucking ten percent correct. Because she cracked her neck. So she's cracked her neck. She's wondering, what do I do? What's going on? What do I think here? Well, let me check this cocoon out all by myself. Oh, and what, they're always wearing their badges on the outside. Put that shit in your pocket, man. Listen, there's some nasty shit that's going to happen. Oh, and when that nasty shit happens, let me tell you, son. 
she going to ultrasound him? But let me tell you, then that badge is going to get covered in some nasty shit. And when it gets covered in nasty shit, guess what else happens? Yeah, it doesn't work. It no longer works. Oh, she is freaking out. She does not like what she's hearing or seeing. I don't like the look on her face, but I do like the pink popped collar. Fantastic. Fantastic look for a, for, for a, for a young scientist. I'm surprised he didn't fall in love with her. I mean, outside of the fact that she poked him with the needle and really fucked with him. Oh, don't, don't do it. Don't get too close. Something's brewing in there, young lady, and you're waking it up with a fucking flashlight. Don't, don't wake it up. Don't wake it up. Oh, damn it. No, he doesn't like needles. That's a big fucking needle. Oh, my God. That needle is huge. That needle is huge. Don't poke it. Oh, you dumb bitch. This is, I'm sorry to call her a bitch, but seriously, you don't do this. This is not what you do. And she's just pulling out fluid. Oh, he's going to remember that shit. He doesn't like needles. You broke off a needle inside of him. He doesn't, he's not a fan of needles. Oh, my gosh. That's so much. Yeah, he's waking up. He's pissed now. You poked him with the fuck. He doesn't like needles. Is, is there nothing sacred in this world? You just couldn't let him rest? You had to poke him with a big fucking needle? Look at all those spores and sores and oh, 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 the goo's coming out. Here we go. Now, see, this is where people are like, this is a gross, fantastic gross sequel. Even though it's a horrible sequel, it's a fantastically gross sequel. Let's see how, for, oh man, I mean, that cocoon's just so weird. There's blood on the outside. There's all these pustules. There's this weird, it looks like, I don't know, like a cotton ball got stretched across it. Oh, it's just, it's, she's, she's reading a, a like a court transcriber's report. And there it is. There's something coming out. Oh, party people. Are you watching this? There's something. Oh, there it is. More ooze. Get out, lady. Fucking run. run. You dumb bitch. Get out of there. The fly... Two is awake and he is more transformed and he's more crazy than ever before. And you're standing there like a scientist hoping to watch when you just poked it with a fucking syringe. And the last time you poked it with a syringe, that's what started this whole fucking mess. I'm glad now you're up and guess what? You're dead. That big motherfucker just, he's going to eat you alive. Oh, here's your buddy now. Captain Red Tie, little Republican, puts dimes in his, dimes in his penny loafers to get a good laugh. Oh, here we go. Walk in. Uh-huh. What happened? Something's loose. Something's loose. Little buddy, something's loose. Little something's loose, loose. What could possibly be loose? Well, clear your throat, champ. I'm going to tell you what's loose. The fucking fly is loose, and it's huge. Because unlike Jeff Goldblum, who was just strong and crazy, and his nails were falling out, and his teeth fell out, and he was vomiting on shit so he could eat, this bastard, he went into a fucking cocoon. He got stronger and he was asleep and he was enjoying his cocoon life and just having fun and just napping away. And guess what your little business partner there did, your little science partner, Mrs. Mrs. Whitecoat. Yeah, she poked him with a needle. Oh, so fucking dumb. Who pokes someone with a needle? These are not things that you do, folks. Don't go poking people. Don't go chasing waterfalls, right? Don't go chasing waterfalls. And don't go poking people as well. Don't do it. I mean, just don't. It's just, it's not rocket science, man. Just leave it this shit alone. There she's, oh, she is just upside down crucified. And this dude is freaking out and screaming for help. Hey, security. Hey, hey, you rent-a-cops. 
Guess what? Oh, don't grab me like that in your fucking leather jacket. Listen, I'm a scientist. I'm not even a good scientist. I'm a scientist who experiments on people. That's all I am. Oh, we got one more beer, folks. We got 10 minutes and one more beer. That's how this shit works. This is the buildup. Run, girl. Run. Oh, shit. Don't run right in the security. They're going to lock this motherfucker down. They put her in a sleeper hold. He's got her by the neck. Let me tell you another thing. Don't grab this girl by the neck. Don't do it. I'll tell you why. Not a good move. Not a good move at all. All right, folks. We got one more beer. And like I said, we got about 10 more minutes. This is what it's all about. So let's throw that away in the studio. You got to love being in the studio. Right? You got to walk around. You got to grab stuff out of the fridge. We're doing um, a little bit, a thing a little bit different here, right? Where we are, uh, we're just kind of uh, hanging out, um, keeping it fresh. We are, we're plugging in. We're doing direct laptop, direct laptop with speaker. Uh, no real external stuff going on. I got a dog. That guy likes dogs. We know that, right? Hold on. Let me clear my, that means I got to open the beers up close to me. That's for sure. But yes, he's got a dog. Listen. Nothing bad could possibly happen when you've got a Rottweiler and two rent-a-cops and another rent-a-cop who's super sweaty. Nothing bad. Oh, and you're going to let the dog go after him? Nothing bad ever happens. This movie is slanted and jaded. The reason it got a 27% or 23% is simply because of this. Very simply. It liked cats over dogs. The United States of America is a cat nation, not a dog nation. I know people have cats in this nation, but generally speaking... It's a cat nation. I mean, it's a dog nation, not a cat nation. And now we get to see the full... Are there wings on that motherfucker? I don't think there's wings on it. There might be wings on it. But you get to see the full breadth of what's happening. Oh, he's going to pet the dog. Oh, that's so sweet. Don't you kill that dog. Eric Stoltz, even though you're in fly gear and makeup, don't you kill that fucking dog. That is not okay. You don't go killing dogs. You kill a cat all you want. I mean, listen, once like I said, cats kind of deserve it. First thing they want to do is eat your eyeballs. Second thing they want to do when, when you die is then piss in your shoes and because you didn't change the litter box. These are scientific facts. And guess what? The dog lived. The dog lived. Woo. We almost had a Turner and Hooch moment there. We almost had to put Eric Stoltz in there with Tom Hanks. Just being around people that let dogs die. Ooh, damn it. Dog died in this. A dog died in Turner and Hooch. What's the difference, folks? Turner and Hooch didn't have a shitty sequel. A. B, I'll still travel with Eric Stoltz. Never travel with Tom Hanks. Um, C, the cops generally in this movie are corrupt and inept. Okay, that's for both. D, uh, one takes place in a shitty small town. The other takes place in a shitty small laboratory. Kind of similar. And let's go D, A, B, C, D. Here we go with D. Uh, one is scientific experiments. The other one is an experiment on a person who's a clean freak that has to absorb or not absorb, but re relationally take on a dog. There you go. Oh, who thought Turner and Hooch was going to come into this fucking mess today? No one. Literally no one's like, how much you want to bet he brings a reference to Turner and Hooch and Tom Hanks and never traveling with him. I mean, that's an old joke. Don't get me wrong. That's a very old joke. Don't travel with Tom Hanks because think of all the, you know, we'll do some of those. We'll do a, a travel season with Tom Hanks. We'll only do Tom Hanks movies and talk about why you can't trust him or hang out with him. But uh, right now, when does shitty summer sequels end is, a, is another good question. So let's, you know, 
when is this movie? And this movie ends in less than 10 minutes. Less than 10 minutes. And in less than 10 minutes, folks, your dreams, your desires, your passions, and everything else in the world, ooh, it's coming at you. It's coming at you big. Kidding. You're almost done, though. You're almost done. People are going to get their heads popped like you wouldn't believe. Here we come. Oh, see, he's dread. This, these special effects are not special. Not, now, here's what I don't understand. I get the strength of the fly. I get it. I understand it. I like it. I, I, I get the concept. I get the idea. I really do. You know, oh, he's going to hang him up by his tie. No tie is that strong. But it's a fly. So you got to think about this as well, right? Uh, you're in the house. The fly moves. It's agile. They, they always take off backwards. They always go backwards and then forwards. That's just what they do. So... But you also just, you know, and forgive the loud noise here. So turn down just a little bit. Forgive the loud noise. But bam, fly's dead. Squat or swat it with a fly swatter, it's dead. Swat it with your hat, it's dead. So it's not, I mean, I get that sometimes it's not a dark room, right? I get a dark room, a mosquito flying around. You wonder what's going on. You can't find it. There's nothing happening. It's dark. It's a well-lit laboratory with cameras everywhere. Just go to one spot. That's all you got to do. Just go to one spot and start gas in other areas. It's not hard. This is once. This is not rocket science, party people. You're killing a fly. It's not a fly with a man's brain. Now it's fully transformed into just one big fucking crazy fly. That's all it's done. So go kill the fucking fly. All right. Just hit it with salt. You hit you ever you ever hit those salt those fly salt guns? Right. Yeah. Those fly salt guns, man. Let me tell you something right now. They get flies. And instead, this guy's got an A, this guy's got a little Uzi, he's got his little gun, and he's going and searching for the fly. Why? Let the fly come to you. These are, this is not rocket science. You let the fly come to you. This is the basis of all horror movies, right? Is that they go out, they try to get after the thing that that is hunting them. They're like, I'm gonna hunt the thing that's hunting me. I don't know if you heard about this, but boom, and there he is. And vomit, huge amounts of vomit sprayed all over your face and you're dead, sir. Oh, that vomit. Oh, he's peeling his skin off. Oh, geez. That red blood is not very, it's it's too red, right? There's there's some problems with the red blood. But it just, it just dissolved his full skull. Oh, don't try to eat some spaghetti or think about making a pizza uh, while this movie's on. I'll tell you that right now. Not good. Not good at all. In fact, rather nasty. And there's another problem. Don't get into an elevator cage. Use the stairs. That elevator cage, I mean, I, I gotta assume the fly is pretty strong, right? Oh, they've got their little guns. Look at him. He's like, you got guns? I got vomit, son. I got vomit. Oh, there's, he's trying to breathe still. I guess he's breathing a little bit. Oh, your buddy's dead. You got, you got a dead scientist. You got a dead guy. You got the smell of vomit everywhere. I have a feeling that uh, our uh, our mustached uh, security guards, a majority of them are wearing mustaches. They're going to get fucked up. They are going to get fucked up like nobody's business. And the walking is so weird. So weird. It's, you know, as, as, as the fly has evolved, right? The fly still hasn't evolved. And what I mean by that is that, you know, he's not flying. So the fly is not flying which is hilarious to me 
that the fly is not flying, but instead it's kind of walking around. So it can jump and do all the other shit, but it's kind of walking around. It's got the limitations. And now it's it's got to figure out, you know, how do I how do I live a little bit longer? What can I do to to make the game go on? You know, it's it's very interesting. But yeah, so anyway, so here we go. Oh boy, the security guards, as, as this goes on, as, as, as systems break, as things fail, our security guards, they get sweatier and sweatier. Who's in the observation booth? The fly. No, he's not. He's right there. So he doesn't have wings. I gotta describe, try to describe this fly to you because they've kind of kept the fly in a weird spot, right? So the fly doesn't have wings. But he does, or it does, is it a he or is it an it? Do you not assume it's gender because the fly thing happened? Like, what do you think? And they're like, don't kill the fly. It's super awesome. It's not super awesome. You kill that motherfucker. And here comes the elevator. It's coming down and it's going to kill this guy. Just squash him. Just it's, This is like the, the Austin Powers thing with the... Uh, with the Zamboni and the coming, oh, the head just popped. Oh my gosh. And the fly liked the fly. was like, yeah, motherfucker, another dead human. Bye bow. This guy's just shooting now. There's got to be bullets flying everywhere. It's just metal. Nothing but metal. Get him alive, sir. I'll kill you and then I'm going to kill that motherfucking fly. Let me tell you right now. All right. Changing out. I got it. I'm killing a fly. I have a brown leather jacket. I don't have one of those dippy security guard. Oh, you still got that exploded head over there. I don't have any of those dippy security guard jackets. I got a brown leather jacket. I'm the king of security guards. That's what I am. Got a comb. I don't even have a fucking mustache. No, sir. I'm the boss. I'm the motherfucking boss going after shit. But notice the fly still has some memory of getting laid and does not attack the lady. Still has a memory of, of getting laid, doesn't attack the lady. Doesn't like the security guard, for sure going to fuck him up. And I don't blame him. You go after the security guard and you get yours, Fly. You get yours. You got shot once. Now you got to go get the security guard. You have to. This, these are just the rules of engagement when it comes to life. Your rules of engagement. One, you had a guy wearing two different tones of brown with blue pants. That just shows you're a shit rent Match your outfit, son. You got your leather jacket on. It's got to be hot as balls. You should be the one sweating. A. B. You got a dark brown leather jacket. You got light brown shoes. I mean, you got to come a little bit correct, okay? You just can't throw brown on brown on brown. Then you look like camo, all right? Stop looking like camouflage. And once again, why are you going and hunting the fly? Stop hunting the fly. The fly will hunt you. It is in the nature of the fly to... You're the food. Blarf on you and then call it a day. Uh, FYI, we are closing out this beautiful podcast with the All Day IPA. Founders All Day IPA Session Ale. It's fantastic. Oh, and that guy just got some barf on his hand. Oh, he's going to lose that hand, I think. Shit. Here's the girl and the fly. She's seeing each other. He's like, I love you. But he's saying it with his nostrils and with his eyeballs. And hopefully he doesn't throw up on her. To, he doesn't ejaculate on her or whatever. It's an amazing just, uh, doesn't just leaves her alone. He's like, you took my virginity at five years old. Respect. I'm going to let you live. That's crazy. Also, don't open that fucking door. 
They're in the observatory room. They're locked in there, and there's a group of people out there going, "Let's open." You know what the good idea is? Open this door. You don't open that fucking door. You know what you do instead? You leave that goddamn door closed. You let everyone starve to death in there. Because that fly, if it's accelerated life, is X Y. You, 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 that door is closed for a year. There's nothing to eat in there. Guess what? It dies. Everything dies in there. You drill one tiny hole. You let a little camera. You let one of those little cameras come in that you see on all the cool cop shows. You let that zoom around. You let it see the fly trying to get out. It's freaking out. Doesn't know what's going on. You wait for that thing to die. Then you, you cut up its body and study it and do whatever you want. That's just, you know, this is this is the study. This is the reality. This is just what's going on. But instead, no. You dumb motherfuckers. You're going to, oh, shit. Oh, you just killed someone else, son. You just killed a fuck. You just killed a scientist. Damn it. There's your buddy. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to him? Are you breaking his back? That's all you're going to do. Listen, I saw an elevator explode someone's head. I want the security guard bad guy. I need a special kind of death for him. Oh, he just he just broke his back. And then, you know, this is before Mortal Kombat. So the, the, the idea of accelerating a death, of going, all right, this person got their neck broke. This person's head got exploded by an elevator. This person got ripped in half. This person got this. This person got that. You know, you just, you gotta, you, you can't accelerate that too much. And, well, they didn't know how to accelerate it. Ooh, he did taser that bitch, though. Boop. She got the taser back. Who got the laser back? Ooh, I should sing songs for a living. Sorry about that. But there's our old guy now. Sir, you got to pull the trigger. You can't reason with a superhuman huge fly. You can't reason with it, sir. You got to pull the trigger. You got to end this right now because your pocket square is not going to protect you when it throws vomit your way and melts your fucking gun. Shoot. Shoot it again. Uh-oh. You turned your back, and that's the problem. Boom. Ooh. He's a stone cold killer. He is the he's a stone cold killer. He's old. He's slightly chubby. He's got a beautiful suit on. He's made he's worth billions of dollars, I'm sure, from government grants and research that nobody knows about. And then bow, come on with that beautiful gun, son. You gotta kill that fly. Look at it, it's still moving. This is the problem, right? You, you can't just swat a fly and let it go unswattable. And stop talking to it. Jeez, see? It's the fucking problem. You're talking to it. You're talking to a fucking fly the whole time. And it, guess what? It psyched you out. That's all it did. It psyched you out. Now, he's going to die. What's the magic word? What is the magic word? Boom, ba-doom. What's the magic word? Oh, tell me. What is it? If it? Is it dad? Shut the fuck up. The magic word was dad. Gene swapping program activated. Oh, he's going to take him in there with him. Let's do it. Let's make another super fly with an old rich guy worth billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. That's the magic word. Can he fit in there, though? I mean, he could barely fit in there as a person. And now he's a super big fly with all these fucked up feet. He's got these weird appendages going on. Wait till they get in there, girl. Do not do, not do anything till they get in there. You got to wait till they're, they're very tight quarters. 
and he's got a watch as well. Like he's gonna have, he's gonna be, will be able to travel in time. He's got a suit and a watch on. I mean, everything that tells you you got to be naked when you do this, then this whole thing is fucked up. But of course, we did not want to see that guy naked. So I'm not mad at the scenario. I'm just uh, initiate. Boom. I mean, initiate it for sure. You just do it just for grins. Be the uh, Hiroshi Nakamoto guy. The sequence is running. Initiate that shit just like uh, World War II internment camp. And let's let's throw an experiment down and let's just see what happens. And what's going to... I mean, first of all, this could come out as the best dressed fucked up fly in the world, right? This is the greatest thing. This guy's got a Armani suit on. He's got a beautiful watch on. But he's surrounded by a superhuman fly. What did you create, you little psychopath, with your bangs? What you know? What? This is always the cute girls, right? The cute girls are always psychopaths. What did you create? I mean, for sure, just start shooting your guns. Start shooting your guns. <coughs> Why would you wait? Oh, good lord! It's a fat fly with a pocket protector. Oh my gosh. Oh, that didn't turn out well at all. Oh, there's two of them, kind of, but they're also joined together. Oh, that mustache is severely grown. Oh, go, oh, geez, this is disgusting. My God, my God is right, young lady. My God is right. Who's in the front? Who's in the back? Just clear it out. Can you create anything real? Is Eric Stoltz in there at all? Peel away that muddy layer. See if any of the reality of the human is still there. Oh my goodness. How do you separate them? Well, you don't. Don't tell me now that he lives because he got more human DNA. Don't give me that bullshit. I mean, his hair is back. He's breathing. He looks somewhat decent, but he's still part fly. You still can't trust him. You can't trust any of this. So they make a fly three. You know how they make a fly three? Don't kiss him. Listen, if you, listen, we're done. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. Sorry, folks. And this is where we end the movie because she kissed him. He's fucking trying to free himself from the fly and she kissed him, which means she's making out with a five-year-old again. She already fucked a five-year-old. She's making out with a five-year-old. And that is our movie. Minus the weird old fat guy who who um, who funded this. He's now in the cage where the dog was at the beginning. And he's going to get his food. I mean, he's really come full circle. How we used to treat people. This is this is this movie. This movie can be entitled two ways. One, don't experiment on people, A. And B, karma bitches. Karma. It's all about karma. And here's our karma, right? I mean, our karma is this. And he's like, mm-hmm. Karma, you fucked with people. You've now been fucked with. The seed you plant today is not the fruit you get tomorrow. The seed you plant, you gotta, you, they gotta wait that out. Just because you know you say karma, like, I don't believe in karma, man. I'll tell you what, I don't believe in karma. Because duh, 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 duh. listen, it doesn't happen overnight. Karma doesn't have to happen overnight. But when it happens, it happens in full force. And oh, this is a disgusting ending to a film. So there you go, folks. Shitty summer sequels, The Fly 2. Um, check out The Fly 1, though. Seriously, I really do mean that. Check out The Fly only because uh, The Fly really has some interesting insights on, on where we're at today when it comes to abortion and, and, uh, and other, and other key issues. 
on how we treat people and experimentation and, and, and what, what the world looks like. So those are the things you need to check out. Check out The Fly. Don't check out Fly 2. Thank you all for your time. I love you very much. And now here's our favorite part of the film. That's right. It's that time when my daughter sings about the first time that she took a shit. Love you guys. Peace.